Hello, everybody. Welcome to King and Colons, a podcast dedicated to reading the works of Stephen King. And you guessed it, drinking beers. I'm your host, John. Today, I'm joined by my trusty co-host, G. What's up, dog? Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday to all. As we record this, it is July 22nd, and uh, it's been really hot for a long time. It's been really hot. The air quality has been terrible. Not good. But we're here today, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We are covering uh, King's The Dead Zone, published in 1979. The la- I believe it's the last book of the 70s for him. Oh, so End of an era. End of an era. And this will mark not quite our first year doing this, but it's all, I think uh, we posted our first episode of doing this in August of last year. Wow, it's been that long? So we did... This will be our sixth book, I believe. <laughs> Which we thought we'd be farther along by now, but we had a couple long ones. The stand that should count as like two books. I feel like because that's that's a motherfucker. I I mean I like that book, but it's a long it's a long. The book. long walk also just lo- I had no right to take that long to read it. But uh, I was like, the long walk felt like homework after a while. Yeah, but we got through it and it was fine. So this was your first time reading The Dead Zone, correct? Yes. And you hadn't seen the movie or anything no, like that before, I had so no this idea. is like brand brand new. Exactly. So the the earliest uh, I became aware of this, and I wasn't even uh, I didn't even know at the time. There's a really funny South Park episode where Cartman injures himself by falling off a roof, and he pretends to have psychic powers, <laughs> and it's it's really he dresses up like Christopher Walken does in the Dead Zone movie. He's like oh, he has a bandage over his head and. He does the psychic freakouts like Christopher Walken does. I'd um yeah I'd recommend now that you did the book checking out the movie. The movie's really good. Um, so it's crazy that I've I've heard of it before, but I just it usually you happen to see these things by accident on like TV or something. Yeah, they they had that show too that was big when we were young. I big for a little bit, I guess. There was a Dead Zone show starring the nerd from. Um, all the John Hughes movies, uh, oh, the, the, the blonde guy. Oh wait, Anthony, Anthony Michael, Michael Hall. Hall. Yeah. Oh, wow. So he was Johnny Smith, but no way. I never watched it, but I think it was more of a procedural thing where he was solving crimes week to week oh, or wait. whatever. Yeah, that which does, could work. Was it called the Dead Zone? It was called the Dead Zone. Because that does now that you say that, Ringing I remember bell. seeing previews for it now. Weird. They yeah, that, I never watched an episode, but I saw all the commercials ten million times because I was watching stuff on USA and yeah, probably bad movies and stuff. I probably but, was too. Um, those were the days, though. Those were the those were the days. Uh, dinner and a movie. That was TBS. We were just talking about that. That's but amazing. USA had Up All Night, I believe, which was like a similar weird like Is that block when they would play and it might be, the dinner and a movie thing. I don't know. One of these things that would play like all these movies in a row that were related. Yeah, they both did that. I feel I like I love that. Um, but USA, I think, would play shittier movies. Like USA Up All Night would be like Jason Five. That's how by, I saw Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah, the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> That's you guys were talking about that one day, my, and I was my, like, one of my favorite things is Jason punching that dude's head off, just yeah. clean off. I you unlocked so many memories when I listened yeah. to that podcast. I had forgotten all about that. It's fun stuff. Good times. So I guess initial impressions that you was this better than the long walk for oh, you? Absolutely, it was so much better. I thought it was really interesting. Although I always, I'm not like an optimist, but I, I did want something good to happen to the main character at the end, and I felt sad. This is one of his most. Um, this character gets tried more than a lot of other main characters. I feel like. 
it'll be him and the protagonist from um pet cemetery i think have oh, the hardest go of it out of, out of a so lot of characters true. but uh you feel for johnny smith because he's a good dude and uh just got dealt really bad hands his like, life every was time. basically taken away yes 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 i mean he had he I, so yeah I mean, we'll go into it i don't want to get ahead of myself here that's no, all good I, I don't have a lot of background bullshit and i i could be making this up but i think king once said that he can't he got the idea for for, for this book by saying like all right the, the age-old question if you could go back in time would you kill like baby hitler or not necessarily yeah, I mean, baby hitler but to, I, I feel like i've seen that in so many movies that idea yeah i hate dude prime example of how much i hate this harry potter i love harry potter you don't like the time travel thing. no i hate yeah. it i hate reliving the same thing i'm a very i'm like and i have ideas about what i would do if i could travel back in time i'm super nostalgic i love all that stuff mm-hmm. love to go back in time but when i see it on um TV and in movies, I hate it. So I hate the idea. You're not a Back to the Future two person. Then. I mean, that's different. Okay. I don't know. For some reason, that stand. Listen, that could be in its own trophy case. I lo- I do love Back to the Future, but they really f- uh, now just to sidetrack. They really f- Harry Potter. I feel like now that they have time travel, it really does fuck with like everything because they have the the law like the laws though, right? Like if it happened, it happened, but. They manipulate the so why can't they just go back in time and fucking kill Voldemort? I think about that. It so, really fucks it up. Here's the other thing, John. <laughs> if they could just, we could do. I think a side podcast. We John could explain to me Harry Potter things. I I used to be. He's my person. I used to be pretty good at it. Now it's it's been a few years. Because John, why wouldn't they just? They have that Cruciatus curse or however you say it. Why wouldn't they just, just do use that? that all the time? Yeah. Yeah. There's not a good answer. Maybe for that. because they like. <laughs> Uh, the chase, like a cat and mouse chase, but and, and maybe that's the there's a moral. Even like the bad guys, maybe they're not comfortable killing people all the time. It's the although, easy way, yeah. John, that's a yeah. whole separate thing. It's a whole separate. Well, that'll yeah. be the side podcast. <laughs> uh, pot, pot, podcast? No, that's a yeah, podcast. I'll, I like that. I'll, I'll have to come up with a better one. Uh, shout out to our mutual sister Jen. She kind of lent me or gave me a uh, new Harry Potter collection that I'm very excited about to read what a gem i know so i'll have to read that in between all the shit that we're doing but all right back to this book yes the dead zone um all right i guess we'll just jump into it start at the beginning we'll start at the beginning young johnny smith here we go now we know that this guy's an everyman because his name is fucking johnny smith exactly the most like generic name imaginable so in the 50s, he was uh, ice skating, and he gets into, like, a collision. And this is, like, the the initial thing that kind of sets off the, the rest of the story. I don't know the details exactly, but I think he warns an adult in a trance, like, hey, careful with that ladder. You're going to get into some kind of accident. The guy just thinks he's gibbering, mumbling bullshit. Guy ends up injuring himself. I yeah, like a couple later. days later or something. Yeah. I think I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Uh and then, um, should we go to Greg Stilson? So Our like, favorite guy. This is like a separate guy, separate, separate storyline. Yes. Who's, Basically an animal abuser, we find out. He's not in the book. I thought he was going to be, uh, and I read this book before, I thought he was in the, more of the book than he is. He's yeah. not in a ton of it, but. There's a whole big chunk. I feel like he's in the beginning for a second, and then he's in at the end. 
he goes away for a while. Well, periodically towards the yeah. end. So middle to end. what is he, he describes, he's at the beginning of the story, he's a Bible salesman. He goes, he's like kind of in Southern towns selling these Bibles and also anti-Semitic shit to, to these people, which is great. Um, uh, that's power. That's I'm being sarcastic. So we know he's not a great yeah. person. And then we really know he's not great when he goes up to a dog and kicks it to death, which is that's Isn't like that your, a telltale sign. That's your telltale sign of like, okay, this guy sucked before. Now he's like a total fucking asshole. Is that the son of a serial killer? Yeah, yeah, I think so. The torturing of animals and all or that, or at least like a sociopath. Or yeah, I've it's, watched many true crime things. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I think I'm an expert. But, yeah, it's a, just a brief thing of him. It's like, okay, remember this guy for later. He's going to come back. So our initial thoughts of him, uh, he sucks. Right? Not great. Not great. So if we if we shoot up to the 70s, <laughs> our boy Johnny Smith is a teacher. Seems to be pretty popular. He's well-liked. He's dating uh, Sarah. I do not have her last name, but she's kind of a... Uh, I guess minor criticism. There's not a, lo- a whole lot to Sarah in this book. She's kind of a stock character, I guess. She's like that. What could have been? Yeah, first the, love. The situation. first first love, who's snatched away from Johnny Smith due to. It's like the feature hate. that he could have had. She's like a symbol for that to me. And she's kind of describing how, like, what a solid nice dude he is he's she's like the wet blanket she's kind of the wet blanket in the school and she's like why does everyone like him better it's like well i guess he's uh a little bit more laid back and he's just like a good guy he'll go by like he's cool with like the students calling him nicknames and shit yeah which, yeah didn't everybody have a teacher like that yeah and they are more popular than the more traditional teachers i guess it's true it's true yeah. um we get uh, Johnny scares her with a Halloween mask. He's, I forget, is it a, uh, half his face is like a ghoul and the ha- other half is normal. I don't know what the metaphor there is. Like, uh, I, get, I guess they get to- towards the middle of the book when he starts taking on these other personas as he's in his trances. Maybe that's kind of what it's getting at, but I don't know. He's transitioning. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I could think about that more. I forgot about that part with the mask. It's, I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know if it's high, uh, Jekyll and Hyde. It might be a Jekyll and Hyde mask. I don't, I don't ever see him as like a villain though. No, no. Although, I mean, he, it takes a lot to imagine someone wanting to do what he did, even if it would. It, I'm trying not to reveal anything here too soon. <laughs> Don't, you don't want to do spoilers for I don't want to do a spoiler, even though you're going to find out in a half hour if you didn't read this book. Oh, I should shout out, too. Uh, shout out to my wife, Christina. She got me, and it's the picture on, a, on my crappy little outline here. I have the first edition of this book. It is 45 years old. It's falling apart. Does it smell good? Like an it, old book? So it has an old book smell, but it's a little, not mildewy, but it's <laughs> it's... Uh, it's not a bad book smell, but Wait, it's not the is ideal. Is it like book the smell. books in Graham's closet, uh, attic? No, those were better than this one. Wow. So I think this was kept in a basement or something. It's awesome. Yeah, but it is like a relic. I have to be very careful with it when I'm reading it because some pages were coming out. But oh my God, wow. It is kind of cool to have a first edition. That's uh, really King cool. Book. All right, so what do the two uh, crazy kids do? They go to the fair. And, they and they're gambling? They're gambling. They go and on the... It's going well. I think uh, 
God. Sarah had a, had a blank out for a second. I was like, what's her <laughs> name again? Okay, Sarah eats like a hot dog or something. And That's your first mistake right there. Yeah, probably. I mean, she lets it simmer for a little bit. <laughs> simmer. And then I guess they go to play a game. And when they're playing the game, Johnny seems, something seems to take over him, for him. And he's on a winning streak, like an extreme winning streak. Does like, I'm trying to remember the t- like what happens to him when he gets into the state. It's a wheel. He goes. It's like a trance thing, and maybe that's where the mask symbolism comes in, where he's kind of he turns almost into a different person while he's yeah. doing doing. Is this. he on autopilot? Is that what? I think he's he's yeah he's not quite all the way there anymore. He's doing this. Um, and he, he explains it later. He's just like ah, I just know things sometimes. I just get lucky. He's always he, he explains that. Um, from the he does he can't remember the accident, but he's just like right. yeah, I just get these feelings sometimes. Why can't I get these feelings when the Powerball <laughs> comes up? Yeah, yeah, right. Darn. Um, Someday. But yeah, he's he's on a heater, and he's just he's robbing the guy blind, and like it attracts like a whole group of people who are psyched to see the uh, guy lose a bunch of money because he was ripping everyone off. And she's like, also. walk away, walk away. He's like, nah, I know. I'm on a roll. I'm on a gonna roll, keep bro. going with this. Uh, he finally wins like 500 bucks or something, which in 70s money, probably a lot, a lot of money. I to mean, 500 me, bucks is a lot to me right now. Yeah, so. I was going to say, I would enjoy yeah. winning $10. But uh, poor Sarah gets her uh, hot dog sickness or whatever. Uh, I feel bad for her. So, And this is where like a lot of the fate thing comes up. Like, okay, so they had to leave fair early. Or it's like the whole timing thing of like, okay, Johnny stayed a little bit to play the game. She gets sick. They go back to her house and he's like, I could stay or I could take you to the hospital. And she's like, no, you better go. And at some point he tells her he loves her. Yeah. For the first time. And they could have had like a special night together or whatever. But Mm -hmm. because she gets this hot dog sickness, she's like, I really don't want you seeing me like this. I don't like like hot dog sickness together. Yeah. I mean, she was like vomiting. She's like, "Uh, you should probably go home and you know he ends up what does he end up calling a cab gets a cab no ubers back in the day so he Bummer. gets a cab um and this i guess the bad thing this it's is the shame. bad thing and uh this is i think king's up to this point his most political book i guess it has to be there's a lot of discussion earlier of vietnam um king doesn't say woke but he says the kids now are have awoken or something they're awake they're protesting from vietnam and all that all that shit. And I guess it makes sense. It's a political book. It's about uh, an attempted assassination towards yes. the end. Not to spoil. But, uh, I, and I think the uh, the cab driver's kind of bitching about his <laughs> hippie sons or whatever, or n- not quite hippie. And Johnny Smith's kind of more on the, the kid's side, I think. Right. Right when, bam. He thinks he sees something, and he's like, oh, this is not going to be good. Yeah, he sees that there's cars drag racing towards them, and... Smith Johnny goes through the fucking windshield and out like a life for four and a half years. And can you imagine that? That would fucking suck. Being like, <laughs> waking up like, by me. Like and then also, uh, King describes what he experienced when he was out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he's just in like a long hallway and yeah. I don't remember much other than he could hear some random things and. Yeah, he's. I think he's like in the darkness for a while. He will get glimpses of things, but it's like a weird dream-like kind of 
state. We all imagine that kind of thing too. Where do you go when you're in a coma? I don't know. That is kind of like a terrifying like fear I've always had of. It's like being trapped. Yeah, I, I th- might have told you this before. I occasionally get sleep paralysis, where you are in a semi-conscious state, but you can't move your body. Freaky. Yeah, it sucks. I, I so I met like my fear is like if you're in a coma. What if it's like that for like ever? For like years? Years and years and you years. You can hear people talking, but yeah. you can't react, can't yeah. move. And you can kind of see them a little bit if your eyes are a tiny bit open, but yeah. So that's a fear. So that in itself. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry I might have given you a new fear there, but uh, yeah, sleep paralysis sucks. Uh, not a fan. All right. I guess should we do the introduction of the Castle Rock Killer? Yes, let's do it. It's pretty brief. It's so we're put into the mind of a sicko weirdo guy. Um, he details kind of the classic things of what happens to serial killers are like or killers in training. Uh, they ha- a lot of them have fucked up childhoods. Uh, this guy's mom kind of tortured him sexually a little bit. Not- she like put some contraption on him that hurt him. Yep, yep. So uh, yeah, that'll create a psycho person. Um, Who knows what kind of problems she had? Yeah, yeah. That's, a, I mean, that's a horror story. Living in a situation like that, so he was really screwed up. And this is, I, oh, beginning. I should, I should note this takes place in Castle Rock. This is the first Castle Rock story. It's gonna come up again. This is like one of King's famous towns. It'll come up in Cujo. Cujo. Uh, the body, which is the Stand by Me story, and a bunch of others that I'm. Needful things. That's. The, I feel like I read a short story, that and probably, it was in there too. Yeah. So first Castle Rock story, a cursed town. Uh, part of it is because uh, Castle Rock Strangler gets a. He's familiar with this girl, and that's like the terrifying thing. A lot of people that get murdered know their uh, assailants, right? And it's just like, I think he strangles her, does some other not great stuff, but. So King's like setting up dynamos already. So you got Greg Stilson, you got this fucking asshole Castle Rock guy. We don't know how they all connect yet. Yeah, yeah. I I always love that King. He not all the time, but uh, a lot of time he does a good job of kind of connecting the dots later on. I was disoriented at the beginning. It is a lot going on, and then I was like, "It'll come together." Mm -hmm. But it is freaky thinking of people that actually do this. So yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Uh, so we're also introduced to Johnny's parents, um, Herb and Vera. I like Herb. Herb's nice. He's like your classic guy that you'd want to be your dad. And uh, we get the continuing thing of King t- with his distrust of religion yes. with Vera. She's a little, she starts off where she's a little fanatical. Mm-hmm. And then over the years as Johnny is still in this coma, what is it, a four-year coma or it's five like years? It's like four and a half. Okay. And, but like then with physical therapy, he's like at that hospital for like five years, I feel like. So she loses it. Yeah, she totally She goes loses it. full on. I don't even know what to compare her to. What would you compare her to? Uh, so she's kind of like Margaret White, but... Oh, yeah, I guess but that like makes sense. But like more sci-fi based because she believes that like... She, she, well, I don't know if it's like the ancient aliens thing, but she does believe that like, or it's like, it could even be Scientology stuff where like, she's like, okay, God is going to take me away on a saucer or something. It's crazy to think that people actually believe this, but they do. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a big, uh, I like, 
I haven't watched it for a minute, but I used to like watching Ancient Aliens. Not because <laughs> I believe. I've never seen that. You've never seen it? Never seen it. It's I know that, like, the meme of the guy. The, it's fucking. So it's that, it's that thing of, like, I don't believe it, but it's, like, interesting to think about all these insane theories. I'm not, I'm not anti. I do feel like there's probably aliens out there, but. Or something somewhere else. But yeah. No, I'm not, like, I don't associate that with religion whatsoever. But I don't know. That show will, like, ill cues, like, uh, <laughs> Like <laughs> Da Vinci of being an alien or something. Like it, it's oh it, it, it's it gets that crazy. That's pretty funny though. But yeah, it's like it's a fun watch at the very least. She but buys into all this. She and it's like she gives money away, right? Like all of their paychecks or you know a good chunk of them. To and these. Herb is like super patient with her. Little too patient, right? If if Herb has a failing, and it's you know it's a love thing, right? Like if that's why. She exhibits behavior that you could be like, all right, you should kind of be committed at this point, and he can't bring himself to do it because he so loves his bless wife. Bless him, because yeah, that was frustrating as a reader. I was like, I would have, <laughs> I would have had her evaluated long before this, but she was stubborn as hell. She's very hard-headed. Yeah, so I guess maybe a cousin to Carrie's mom. Not not quite as violent, but yes, um, yes. So they get the call in the middle of the night. When you get a call in the middle of the night, you know it's not it's not good news, and right. they're told about the the coma, and you know Veer they don't take it well. How could you? It's your son. But I think Veer, Veer does for her, to her credit. She always has faith that Johnny will come out of it because that's you know what else can you what else can you do at that point? Right. Um, He's still alive, so let's just keep praying for him. All this, but Herb is. I don't know. I feel like it definitely took its toll. Johnny being in this coma for so long. Herb it's, just gets to the point where he's like money praying for too. him to die. Yeah. Because he's like, yeah. we can't, I mean, it's just, so, you. if someone's in a coma for that long, you really don't think they're coming out of it. Yeah. You don't want them to live in a state yeah. where they have to be connected to all these things just to survive. Yep. Yep. But. Um, and, you know, I, I think, it, I think we go in and out of that for a while and, Eventually, Johnny does start to wake up, but it's a slow process. And, like, this whole process on Sarah, like, Sarah had just started Oh yeah, shit. I loving bring, yeah. Johnny. Well, I guess that was the first night they said it. I don't remember if she said, I love you back, but that's pretty much how she I felt. Th- I think she's, like, surprised. She's like, I think I do love you. Like, it's that, because it's, so it, it was a newer relationship, I think. Like, it was only a few months or whatever. I think she could have loved him, and mm-hmm. that could have been her person for life, but... It was cut so short, and she feels like guilty because yeah. she got this sickness. He went in this taxi cab, and then all of a sudden, he's in a damn coma for years. So that what if thing of like, oh, what if I just told him to stay here, or what if we went to the hospital? And it might not cab. have worked out, regard like. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like they were only together for a little bit, and her thing was she was in a bad relationship in college, so Johnny was kind of like the first like not shithead that she dated. Yeah. So maybe it was just like, oh, you know. You don't completely suck. And she I don't know if that's good full, enough to marry someone. Exactly. But, she never. But. They they never got a full shake, but that feeling. It's a question of like. Yeah, they never unfinished business, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so he wakes up. He wakes up. He like scares that. That would be fucking terrifying. Yeah, the, if you're a nurse, like working on him every day, like doing the exercise or whatever, and then he just, hey, how's it going? Well, you know, I don't know. I don't think he said, hey, how's it going? But 
No, but hearing him. Or maybe him, he did. I forget. Well, hearing him <laughs> describe him trying to get himself, like he heard some voices or something, and he is trying to, like, will himself out of this thing, peeking with his eyes open. It's like, they don't even know I'm awake. But you feel it almost. So, so this very does feel, <laughs> this does feel like trying to come out of sleep paralysis. Not yeah, to keep on bringing it back to it. But, it like, you do, like you can, like, work your way out of it. It just takes a minute. And it's like annoying and terrifying because you can also dream in that state too. So you can see like things in the room with you. Sorry. I, I could you do know a what whole... you're describing to me. I had this fever dream once. I didn't think it was possible. Mm-hmm. I thought people were just making that up, but I completely was so sick one time. I, I dreamt I was, I was in my bed, but I dreamt that I was at work doing work things. Like from your bed, like your bed's in work. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like, well, that is like a nightmare, having to be at work. Yeah, when you're like throwing <laughs> when up. When you're throwing and, up and stuff. I just remember being like, wow, people were not lying Yeah, they said this I, was a thing. I never had a fever dream, but I've, I've the pro- sleep paralysis thing, I've had it happen probably like 20 times in my life. That's and freaky. So I get, you know, 20 times over how old am I, 34, so it's less than once a year. So. It's enough to make an impact. Yeah, it's a, it leaves an impression. That is. That uh, reminds me of, uh, oh my God, what's, Freddie. It is like, John, and I, I didn't see Freddy, but I saw other weird things. We okay, I don't have to get into it now. Now it's gonna happen to me tonight, and I'm gonna be no, no, we shouldn't I'm, talk about it anymore. I'm gonna be like a little piss baby about it later. We're gonna freak you out. All right, so Johnny wakes up, freaks out the nurse, and we're introduced to Doctor. How, how do we say we're gonna say his name? Weeziak, Weezak, Weezak, and Weezak. I, I could be totally wrong. I could be an asshole. I think he's from Poland, Polish. Yes. Okay. And so the the other dissenting doctor, I forget his. I can't remember him. Yeah, he's He's grumpy, and he just wants Doctor Grumpy. He wants to use Johnny. He's studying Johnny, and he's amazed by what Johnny can do. Well, we didn't get there yet. He's just grumpy. Yeah, and and they and they told they treated him as like a weird lottery or like a um a test subject. Like they were trying new things on this coma patient to see, you know, if it would work to. Because that's what the, that's what these guys do, right? They, it, this, okay, this person's most likely not going to come out of this, but let's try some alternative things. And on the off chance he does, and the the fact he did come out of it is rare after that yes. long. Yeah. I don't know any. I, I don't know the odds, but you don't often hear about someone in a four and a half year coma coming out. And yeah, it's it's kind of being be... quote unquote normal. Mm-hmm. So that be you know. it's got to be quite the mind fuck. Um, I can't imagine. I do think it's funny that one of the first things he notices is like, oh, that's a different kind of pen. I don't know what that pen is. I, I don't know if I would be, would have been able to notice that. But It's like someone coming out of it's jail. It's a future pen. They're like, what is all this? Yeah, and it's you know it's a shock. They tell him that it's four and a half years. They fucking sedate him right away, too. It's like, I'd, I'd be like, no fucking I'm never going back to sleep, dude. He didn't want it, though. Yeah. He did say, that's the last thing I want. Yeah. But... I do remember feeling desperate, like like him. Mm-hmm. Please don't give me that. That would suck. Uh, but so the, uh, you know, uh, as it goes, we the first psychic thing Johnny does. I, th- I think he consoles a nurse whose son was in some sort of accident. I forget if it's a vision or hearing thing. But he's like, oh, the the, the surgery is going to go well. Don't worry about it. And uh, just like the that's like the first thing. And Dr. Wiesiak right away is like, oh, that's interesting. And the dissenting doctor's like, no, it's all bullshit. And one of the first 
other major test is um, Wieziak says his mother died in World War II, and Johnny Smith like clutches his hand and he does his does his thing. He's like, "No, she's alive. She ended up in America. She got married, had some kids. Uh, weirdly, coincidentally, the mother sort of forgot about Wieziak." Which is insane. She's, yeah, I guess she hit her head or something during the struggle of when the Nazis invaded Poland, but but she has, like, a feeling that she dreams that the boy is safe, the boy is right, safe. Right, right. Um, and at first, Wiesiak doesn't quite believe it, but then he comes in one day, he's like, so I uh, found my mom's name in a phone book, I called her up, uh, but I couldn't say anything, because... But I he knows it's yeah. true. So, and I like that the explanation is, so, all right, you got your bell rung, got your head fucked up, so this is either an ancient ability that we used to have, or it's a brand new thing. So it's either we, what's that, like, the evolution thing, like, if we stop using it, or we have no use for it anymore, it goes away. Yeah. Or uh, or you're basically a, an X Men. You're the but next isn't it step. Isn't amazing the, to think about that? Yeah. If we're not using some part of our brain, <laughs> then it just goes away over time. Yeah, um, it's cool to think about. Yeah. It like is a lot of cool. parts of this book. But. But he doesn't know how to take would, this new ability. Would you have said something to the mom if it was you, if you were Doctor Wieziak, or would you have been like, "Nah, I can't disturb this person." I don't life. think I could. If I. If I, I, I feel like I wouldn't be able to hold back if I knew, but it would be, I mean, maybe I've never been in that situation though. So I don't know. I thought about, about you. That. Yeah. I don't know. You I would think, say nothing. I know you. Uh, I'd probably say nothing. You don't like any kind of like controversy <laughs> or drama. I'd be worried about like upsetting this because at that point it's like a, a, a person that you don't know anymore. Like I, yeah. I, I think he didn't even like. He couldn't even remember her voice properly at that point anymore. But. Yeah, I feel like you wouldn't want to rock the boat. Very sad book so far. <laughs> this just adds on to it. It's a, like another wrinkle that yeah. you kind of forget about after all the other you know, assassination plots and things You put like yourself that. in their shoes a lot and try to think, what would I do yeah. in this situation? You know? Yep, yep, yep. John made another great uh, another, uh, cheat sheet to keep us on track. Cheat sheet. Like uh, Johnny, we're disoriented. Yeah. <laughs> and can't remember Thankful, this time. Thankfully, the book, so this book's only 400 pages long, so it's not a stand level book. But, We've been you know. through it. Yeah. All right, so the parents visit Johnny, right? Herb seems like a, hi, son, how's it going? And Vera's like ready to tell Johnny Please that God. he's the second coming of Christ or whatever. She has this, she keeps pushing this thing like, this happened to you for a reason, so you need to use your abilities for something good. I, I, I can't remember at this point if he, she knows about his ability, though, specifically. Like, I don't think he ever tells his parents that yet at this point that he can touch someone and know things about them. I think he doesn't tell them. I think they find out through the news, I believe. But it, she, she looks at him just coming out of the coma as like, oh, you're a miracle. Yeah, exactly. Like, she doesn't need... At first, she didn't need any. She doesn't need any more proof. Power, yeah. yeah. She's like, you're you're kind of like a Christ child now. So it of. is amazing. It is kind on of on its own, but also Vera gets into. She had gained weight or whatever, and so she has to go on pills. That you know, medication. She just feels like I'm not going to do anything else because 
everything is God's will. Yes, one of the the these Christian fundamentalist people that are uh, not too up on uh, science and stuff. So that's that's great. Um, right, other psychic, uh, other psychic blast. Uh, the physical therapist. Do you remember this one? Where um, is this the one where her home's on fire? Or yes. Something? Yeah. And Johnny, he just knows and tells her, "You better check." Mm-hmm. your house because I have a feeling something's not going right there. So the neighbor, she calls the neighbor. She has cats at home too. The poor yeah. kitties. The, she calls the neighbor and the neighbor's like, oh, yeah. The <laughs> house is on fire. <laughs> so that gets, so that's an amazing situation that proves he has mm. some kind of ability. But then like the, uh, the people, you know, the other nurses, they kind of look at him like he, he's a freak a and B that he somehow caused it or something like he the, willed it into existence. Yeah, and it's like they also if he has the ability to touch someone and know something about them, it's like you almost don't want to know. Yeah, so don't touch me because Please, I'm a little yeah, bit afraid. Stay away. Yeah. yeah, I don't. It's like the same reason why I never wanted to visit a fortune teller. I'm like I don't even. Please. Or like fuck with a Ouija board or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. in in a way, I'm like, mm, is it worth me knowing that? I've seen Final Destination. I don't <laughs> even know that's coming. Yeah, if it's gonna happen, just uh, let's let's rather be a little. I mean, yeah. ignorance can be bliss. Yeah, it can be. So. Uh, this is one part where I think it's better done in the movie. Actually, um, I'll let you, I don't want to spoil it. Uh, check out the movie; it's really good. But um, all right, so he's kind of becoming a pariah, sort of, and words getting around. Uh, eventually, the uh, the media shows up. Right, some. Good old fashioned. Let's make a story out of this. Uh, one one reporter kind of challenges Johnny. He's like, "All right, tell me something about this locket or whatever." And Johnny grabs the locket and he's like, "Oh, your sister died of like drug a drug overdose or something." And kind but of, why did that reporter even? Because he gets all upset, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And why did he even pick that exact object to ask? As a bad, as a bad object to have picked, it should because been he like didn't a, believe Johnny. That's why. Yeah. Still. Um, I still want to pick that object. Yeah, a bad one to give. Um, and obviously, the reporter gets all like kind of unsettled. He hits Johnny, I think. Which doing that he, to a guy that came out of a coma—that's got to be a little. It's messed up. Yeah, pretty fucked up. Not a reason to hit him. Yep, not not Mister. cool. But so this kind of blows up the story. It blows up the legend of Johnny even more. I could be wrong, but I think Veer. This is what she sees on the news, and I think it kind of shocks her and she has a stroke or something i think that's when she it was loses it. yeah um so you know not a great time when you have to go see a dying parent and this is where she's like ah, okay i knew you were like you know god's gift before but now you, i see you have even more gifts you know don't squander the like don't run away from your responsibility or whatever and johnny's like yeah sure mom whatever just he just wants to, to get on with his life he's just mm-hmm. wants his he missed four and a half almost five years of his life and he just wants his life back which totally get that i might have jumped the gun too i apologize sarah does go to see him one time one time before all this shit happens and it's, but i think is she married at that point she's married she married some guy that has political aspirations and she and has, she, she had a kid. befriended. Um, she befriended. Her, yeah, Vera yeah. was a little bit chilly. Yeah, I forgot about that. So they, yeah, she saw him in a coma once or twice. When he comes out, she comes to visit, and she's like, 
Sorry, I couldn't wait. Um, I'm married. I feel bad, but he's a great guy. And she even invited at least her to her wedding. I can't remember yeah, who was there. Yeah, um, Maybe Vera just didn't go. Vera didn't really like her that much. She might have been. I think Vera, too, went on one of those retreats to like get taken away by a fucking um, oh, yeah. UFO. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many things that I forgot, but it's just, yeah, there's a lot. She of- was just, I don't know what she was doing, but. Yeah. But she it's it's a it. bittersweet. It was like a bittersweet visit of and Johnny for his part. He does kind of like internally like complain a little bit, but it's like I'd be bitching the whole time. He was very chill. He's on yeah, the outside. On the uh, he's very chill on the outside. Internally, every now and then, he's just like, God fucking damn it! This is like I can't get a break, and I'd be, I'd be nonstop bitching. So I would do a I lot know. more bitching than he does. He really um, handled it well outwardly. Yeah. Gotta give him credit. Um, also, so he gets more bad news. So mom dies. That sucks. Uh, he was going to be a teacher again, and the board rescinded the offer because of the, the bad press. And Yeah, not great. No. Things are not turning out well. Also, people start to send him objects and stuff, the, the grief thing. So people are like, right. all right, tell me – is my husband cheating on me? Uh, did my brother really get lost in the woods or whatever? Or did he run away? And he can tell from half... I mean, I don't know if he goes through all the objects, but mm-hmm. some he goes through, he can... Like, I can't remember one, but I knew from one of them, he knew the person was dead. Mm-hmm. And he thought, like, what good would that do if <clears throat> I yeah, it does no it good. Just, it would just upset this person. Do I really want to explain to them how this person died? It's like the Wheeziac thing. It's like, what good could it do if I told this person that I'm her son yeah. that she kind of forgot about? and It might cause more trauma yeah. to the person. So he kind of shies away from that. And then I think next, um, he's approached by this extreme tabloid person. We've all seen those things at the supermarket. I don't even know what they're called. Uh, uh, these like extreme like aliens are coming you know the um, hillary clinton gives birth to alien child yeah or, you know, shit they're like very that. oh yeah. alien yeah anything with aliens in it a lot of aliens <laughs> and i think johnny says that his mom would buy these fucking magazines yeah all the time. so somebody from this magazine approaches johnny yeah. about doing like a regular column he would provide the basic content but they would write it for him i mm-hmm. guess we just want your name and face basically He's like uh no and he beats the <laughs> shit out of him i think um also, like, so psychic stuff is fake, right? It's bullshit. We've never met, like, a plausible... I'm going to be honest with you. I have done two psychic things, but... Did any of it turn out? Any it, of it? I, I think that the people believe... I would... And this is totally out of character for me, because that stuff freaks me out, but, like... Um, I don't know. I think a lot of the, what they say is general things that could apply to anyone. Mm-hmm. And you know how it is. You've seen Ghost, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg's character, yeah. but I don't know. I think if that helps, if the you're the person going to see it help, if that helps them, okay. But and I think a lot of the psychics, people who say they're psychic, do believe that they are. But I don't know. Jury's still. I, I and there's a good bit that um are charlatans or yeah, because they just it's an easy way to prey on people that are suffering or grieving. What's the thing with it? Houdini was like a big, like he wished that it was real, but like. I want it to be real. He told his wife, like, don't believe these people. I'm going to give you a code word unless a psychic can re- tell you what the code word is. Then it's everything they're saying is bullshit. Yeah. You want to believe. Yeah. 
but I don't know. So, I mean, he did also, Johnny doesn't want to participate in. Yeah, he's very much like, I, I kind of just want to get some sort of semblance of a normal kind of life. And, and who could blame him? Also, fuck this guy that. Just, yeah, he was terrible. Yeah, yeah. He started cr- I yeah. can't remember how it escalated, but the guy was not very convincing. Mm-hmm. Or persuasive in having him get that job. So I think he, though, he burnt a bridge with that dude, and it will come back to bite him later. Yes. Yeah. But uh, whatever. He turned him down. Mm-hmm. And then, um, what's next? We might, ha- we might have a quick Stilson update. So Stilson went from being a uh, Bible salesman that kicks dogs to death. Uh, he parlayed that into... Um, being an insurance salesman. I mean, that's so annoying already. <laughs> he's, 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 King's really painting a picture of like, okay, the worst person you know murders dogs and sells insurance. And then I he mean, becomes the, a politician. The door-to-door thing? Yeah. I want to hide second insurance? Yeah. I just hear that and I'm like, ugh. Yeah. So. I feel bad for people that work in insurance. It's probably stressful, but... I used to work in insurance. I didn't sell it. I was a customer service but person. Like, stop calling. I am I also evil, but I don't beat dogs. <laughs> I just want that. You were customer be... service. You were trying was... to help people. Yeah. Uh, so he becomes a mayor of a small town in New Hampshire, and his thing is he's tough on crime. Uh, he's fucking crazy. <laughs> everyone, everyone that comes into contact with him is like, that guy might be a little crazy, but uh, I'm going to work with him for some reason. <laughs> um, he's charismatic, probably. Yeah. Or just... When that layer's gone, he's intimidating. And the one, like, big scene we get with him is where he intimidates the shit out of a kid who is wearing, like, a a rude shirt or something. Right. And he almost cuts – he cuts the kid a little bit, but not enough to, you know, cause any real damage. So we're seeing Jerk. how unhinged the guy is. Jerk. So I guess we didn't need that. Like, if someone kicks a, a dog to death, we know they're unhinged, but uh, they continue to do it. I get, you know, it's a, like you said, the serial killer thing or whatever. Like, you move on from dogs to people. And, right. Yeah, He's just so. not a kind person. Yeah. That's, you, all you have to do is abuse a dog. We know you're not. Yeah. Cool. Don't do that. No. Uh, so, should we go to. So, now it's switching over to Bannerman, right? Bannerman, right. Yeah. So, the sheriff of Castle Rock gives our boy Johnny a call. And I kind of like how at first Johnny's kind of pissed off. Like I don't blame him. Yeah, He's I don't blame him. He's like, what the fuck? Like, I just want to be a normal person. Leave and, me alone. Stop asking me to look at these objects and solve crimes yeah. and do all this stuff. He's pissed off at Weeziak for giving, what, I'm saying his name wrong, but for giving uh, this <laughs> sheriff his number, his, his phone number. Um, but, you know, Bannerman's like, dude, I've exhausted all options. This uh, Castle Rock killer has killed the sixth or seventh person. And it, I think it... The reason why we find out, so Johnny does agree with to meet with Bar- Bannerman. He's convinced. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Bannerman's desperate, but when he meets with Bannerman, Bannerman explains what because honestly, no cop would resort to contacting some kind of psychic unless he's really down to his last. It's got that has to be like your last, like <laughs> yeah, because I mean, he would be probably people would look at him like he's crazy. I could be wrong. I think Weeziak, like, he reached out to Bannerman. He's like, hey, I, I know you probably don't believe this stuff, but this guy's oh, actually, yeah. he's like a legit psychic. You should. You should at least contact yeah, him. Because honestly, him. and uh, Bannerman, basically the nature of the crime was that this, we call him the, the strang- Castle Rock Strangler. Yeah. He was murdering kids. Came down to a kid and it's like, 
one of the it, it was a classmate of his daughter yes which so really hit, hits that's the thing that's like okay fuck this like i'm trying anything to get this fucking guy yeah i think he explains that his daughter had walked past the same area with other students though did i wonder i guess that's such a weird so i i, I think what was it they were going to the library stand? next door or something to do work on a project or something but for whatever reason they had this would not happen any this would not happen today right like kids unattended going from building to building like that yeah i feel like that wouldn't happen but kids that young walking from building to building also you just can't i mean honestly we wouldn't be able to trust them they'd get too distracted and like try to leave yeah i just wouldn't trust that but yes this creepy guy or girl Mm-hmm. was hiding well, come on it's, it's gotta be a guy come on <laughs> was hiding only some fucking asshole guy would do this right yeah. waiting for a single kid to walk by mm-hmm. and that's just so creepy but bannerman it hit too close to home for him so he's like yes let me contact this psychic guy i like that thing too he's like i feel dirty by this because like he's by association his daughter was like 50 feet away from this guy or something and just like there's How like creepy. this yeah it's like, I feel filthy from this. Like, You've been almost to... the victim of this crime. You know it for a mm-hmm. fact. Yeah. Scary. Scary. Uh, so, like all good old-timey movies or books, there has to be a diner, diner scene. We have a diner scene uh, here. Yes. That's where Johnny meets Bannerman proper. And it's like, okay, we, we like Bat- Bannerman. He seems like a good good dude. They're he, eat, they have his... a piece of pie that they're not eating. <laughs> he, bu- he buys Johnny chili. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Nobody eats a thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They're looking out the window but in a dark night. At first, Johnny's annoyed, but he's like, all right, well, maybe I should do what I can. If I'll I think the kid thing kind of hit home with him, too. He's like, all right, kind of fuck this. Because if he can help. Yeah. It's sort of the thing where it's like going to nag at you anyway, if you know you can help. And, and maybe his mom's words are in his head a little bit. It's true. Even though he's like, well, my mom was crazy, but... And his life is kind of in a weird spot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I we I guess we could skip to one of my favorite parts of the book where they they go to the gazebo. I think it's the gazebo where one of the first murders took place, and Johnny reenacts, uh, or not reenacts. He like kind of you know he's touching the floor or whatever, trying to get a sense, and he sort of takes on the. He like feels spirit it. Spirit of yeah. the killer. He's like, I'm so slick. They can't catch me because I'm so, so slick. So creepy. And he, they kind of, Bannerman's like kind of scared him at it first. And he's like, he kind of looks different to him. Like he has a different kind of face and stuff and his mannerisms or whatever. And I, I just like how, I think King does a really good job of, you know, of really showing how people shouldn't have this power and how like normal people would probably react to seeing a real psychic like and the fact that john it's like johnny can feel that this is wrong but still he feels um what do you say i'm so slick i'm so slick i'm so slick i'm so slick he knows that he shouldn't be feeling this way but he does because he's this feeling has overtaken him yeah I, I, the and struggle I, that might have even been the second scene they might have went to the first scene by where the the poor little girl was killed where they right. they have like cigarettes that could may or oh, may not yeah, have yeah, been yeah Oh fuck! Another thing I forgot. Um, the first girl that died. The first girl that by the diner. Some some kids were I like, having a, I don't know if they're having a snowball fight or whatever, but like, they're out playing in the snow. Uh, one kid gets separated from the other, and he just screams. Second kid shows up, and they just see like legs sticking out of the snow right. or something like that. And, right. Oof. 
freaking... And they say that she could have been dead for like months or whatever because of, of the snow. So pretty, pretty haunting. So we know this is not a good dude. Yeah. And he's closer than mm-hmm. we think. But yes, when it gets, comes to kids, we're not messing around. We got to solve this crime. So he feels like he had, I think he got some clues from that um, situation. Mm-hmm. And then what do they go back to the, um, the I, police station at that I, point? Yeah, I, and I could be wrong. I think Johnny from the gazebo thinks it's Dodd, I believe. No, I forget. I'm an asshole. I don't know if he knows yet. I don't know if he knows. But he, he, oh, I think he suspects Dodd and he starts, he starts putting together some clues. I can't remember what the, I can't remember what the initial thing is that got Johnny. I, I forget on what the Dodd. initial thing is, but jo- yeah, Johnny's like, all right, ch- and who's Frank Dodd? Dodd is uh, a deputy and a young, a youngish deputy. Bannerman has taken a real shine to him. He's a good police officer. Um, and he worked at the station for free for a while. He was just like, uh, yeah, and he just seemed like a great dude. He was ready to learn. Right. And Bannerman's like, yeah, he's gonna go places. Like you're. He way invested off a little us. more into him. Yeah. But, he almost looks at him like a son, almost like it's it's close. I feel. And like. I can't remember what it, what it was that convinced Johnny that Dodd was the guy, but he he goes check the clues, put the timelines together, see where he was, because was there another murder in another <clears throat> place? Oh, by the timesheets we see that Dodd was somewhere else on a retreat, some mm-hmm. police retreat, and another murder happened. Like the same MO or whatever. Right. right? It was like, like the same kind of situation. And the murdering had stopped around Castle Rock. Mm-hmm. So I think they put a bunch of clues together and they go to Dodd's house. Mm-hmm. Now, Dodd lives with his mother, who's that freaking crazy person. Yes. Who tortured him as a kid. And I guess, what do they knock on the door? And she's just like, just like, what? <laughs> and to her, person. I guess to her slight, very slight defense, she's like, it's in the middle of the night. What's I don't going blame on? her for getting mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> bedhead. So the, the one time I'll side with her, but they're like, I guess it's an emergency. We just have to, you know. Bannerman's still of the opinion that it's not him. This but. is all not true. This can't be true. This yeah. can't be real. And Johnny gets a brief, he, you know, touches her hand or something, and he's like, what the fuck? You knew. You knew that he did this. And. Which is also extremely creepy. Yeah, yeah. So, it's a messed up family. That reminds me of what's that? Psycho. Bates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that. So she she's kind of like the Bates mother. If the Bates mother was still alive, he I needed to move out. So they go upstairs looking for Dodd, and his bedroom looks like a kid's bedroom. Is it all clowns? I think something something weird. creepy. Yeah, something weird. It's yeah, like it's a very kid's chi- bed. Yeah. Uh, clowns, and you know, you know, this family is screwed up. Anyway, he's missing. Where did he go? I think he's in the bathroom, and he's a corpse at this point. He slit his own yeah. throat. But and he my, says, like, I confess or something. But on, my like, question is, oh, did he just over... Because they... When they were downstairs talking about this, they didn't go into that much detail with the mom. No. Did they? But mm-hmm. it's surprising that he just jumped to go kill himself. Yeah. Uh, Maybe so, he just knew. Again, I think, I think this is done better in the movie. Um, or maybe, so I think in the book they say he, it looks like he's been dead for hours. So like once Dodd saw him at the station, he kind of knew his time was up. Oh, okay. But I still think this, this thing is done a little bit better in the movie too. Cause I felt like he jumped the gun there. 
So they, to spoil it for the movie for you, they he doesn't kill himself until they show up. Okay, that's what I thought happened. That's in the what. Book. Yeah, the, John, I, I must have sped past that because, or maybe maybe he did just kill himself, but he, King doesn't because we're only in the POV of Johnny at that point, right? Because so, um, to me, it seemed like they showed up. He locked himself in it, but maybe he had already done it. I forget, but but, but anyway, that's yeah. something that's better done in the movie. Basically, um, he's gone, and so that crime is solved. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Johnny's Johnny has to feel good about helping with that. So that is, he did use his gift for something good, which he's trying to, he's struggling with. Is this a blessing or a curse? Because, you know, I don't want to always feel these things, mm-hmm. but then that was something good. So I think he's, was, pi- he's, I think he's a little pissed off too. Cause it brings more notoriety to him. Like yeah. ba- Bannerman kind of raves about him. He's like, I didn't believe in this shit before, but I believe in what just happened. Johnny's a hero, all that stuff. And, so Johnny's like, okay, this kind of sucks. There's more, you know, news about me, but right, you know, what are you gonna do? Um, I guess if we want to, I guess flash a little bit. So Johnny's so unemployable that he has to be a line cook for a little bit. Dude, maybe he needs a brain break. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I do. So maybe he's just like, you know, yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah, I know no one is gonna hire him, but he needs to do something. Easy peasy. Yeah, so he's a cook for a little bit. Then he, he meets with this rich guy named Roger. I don't have, know his last name. But Roger's like, hey, I got a kid. He's uh, pretty smart at everything except for reading, which I find a little unbelievable. Also, he's older than I thought he was. He is old. He's uh, like about to graduate. How did or, he get that far? I don't know. Like, If you can't read to this degree and you're smart at everything else... That's, that's strange to me. I, I don't mean, know. I was shocked when they were like, high school graduation. I'm like, I thought this was like a kid. I, can't, I, can't, I sound like a broken record. This might be better done in the movie because in the movie, he's kid? like 12. Oh, okay. And yeah. it's less, I, I guess, so he has trouble reading in the movie, but it's more like a, no, I guess they do it. It's, it's a confidence thing. Yeah. Like he knows how to read, but he doesn't know how to retain, right. I guess. Um, and he's, I don't know. He's psyching himself out a little bit. He's psyching himself out, but he appears to have, like, he's on the reading level of, like, a second grader. Yeah. And he's somehow a senior. We're about to be a senior. I the, question that a lot. In a story about psychics and uh, possible World War Threes and all that shit, we're, we're f- taking issue with this, but... I know. Here we, here we know. are. That just seemed like a weird thing to me, but whatever. It is, I guess, you know, I guess it's possible. But, we'll um, go with it. But so Chucky, and he's also he's also kind of he's like America's boy. He's good at everything except for reading. He's but he's also a jock. They're, plays football. They're not like rich, but they have a little money. Yeah, they have money. Um, Enough so. money to employ Johnny. Yeah, so Johnny lives there too. He lives in like the fucking pool house or something. Um, and you know the, the it's basic tutoring shit. He's uh. He feels good to be teaching again. He didn't think it was going to be able to happen, but in this reduced role, it, it kind of works for him. I guess briefly, uh, we find out that uh, Johnny's uh, Herb is going to get remarried to some other widow widower. We're happy for him. More so, that's like uh, we're getting glimpses of good things for Johnny. I guess like some he's going to be able to be his uh, dad's best man, and so I guess right. that's I guess that's kind of cool. Yeah. 
Um, do they uh, at this point? Do they is is this the point of the party? The graduation party situation. We can kind of go. I guess actually, if we but before that, if we wanted the sort of the introduction of Johnny to politics, I guess he starts to get more and more. He starts going to rallies and stuff. I forget. I'm such an asshole. I forget if it's Jimmy Carter or some other guy. That was some other guy. I think it is. He meets a future president, and he's like, "You're gonna be a president one day." And he didn't say anything bad about it. No, he's just like, "You're gonna be an okay president." Yeah, it would seem average at best. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna be evil, so that's good, I guess. Yeah. While this is happening, Stilson is uh, starting to run for the the house. I, I forget. I'm an idiot. Or is it the Senate? Is this the rally thing or? Yeah, if we want to do the rally thing where so Stilson is, um, I guess first Johnny sees him on the news. Right. And it, Stilson's come, kind of come out of nowhere. Um, I guess a little more background on Stilson. He, we might have skipped an episode where he meets with uh, this guy, Sonny Elsman, Esman, I forget his name. But he's basically a fucking biker. He's a goon. He's, he's a, like a yeah. mobster. Yeah. So he employs him as like you're gonna be my security, and we're gonna we're gonna make some big moves coming up. Like so so get ready. Um, part of his big moves is he kind of creates his own political party. A big symbol of he has two big symbols. One is a hard hat, and the other is he's he throws hot dogs out after the end of every speech. It's like the Phillies. Yeah, the Phillies <laughs> and he, he says crazy shit too, like. When I get to Washington, we're going to ship all the pollution out to outer space, which is um, pretty silly. It's like the political promises that a fifth grader makes. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, oh, he's like a clown. Like, this is dumb. I can't wait to vote for him because this is like we're so sick of all the other crusty politicians that, that as a, a fuck you, we're, go, we're going to elect this guy. But some people do buy into his bullshit. They do. Uh, there's another – Someone that's also employed with, uh, uh, fuck, what's his name? Stilson? No, the, uh, the guy that Johnny works for. Oh, Roger? Roger. Another guy that works for Roger is this um, Vietnamese refugee. I think his name's No, as NGO. I, apologies if I'm pronouncing that wrong. But he's working on getting his American citizenship, and he's going to go to the rally, too. And Johnny's just talking to No about, so what do you think about Stilson? And New brings up this this game that they used to play when he was kids. It, it, he brings up the image of the, ti- I think it's a tiger, where kids would. It's almost like I don't know if it's like a hide and seek or like a tag your it, but the it person would be would take on the persona of a tiger, and that's how he that's how he compares to Stilson, or he makes that comparison to Stilson that he's right. like a tiger in waiting. Right. Play. He's like a, t- a tiger like. A tiger is as dangerous as um, a child taking on the powers of a tiger. I'm pretty, I'm getting this uh, analogy wrong. Like hiding in the grass. Yes. Like waiting around to yeah. make a move. Doing, but like, yeah. To attack, yes. to get what he wants. He's yeah. building momentum. Yes. Slowly. I was rambling there for a little bit, but. I know what you're saying. The image of the tiger keeps on coming back in up. In the grass, now. I feel like. Yeah. I feel like that's a strong image in my mind. So, should we do Rally. Yes. So basically Johnny he seeks out this rally. He drives to this rally. Drive yeah. It's a good bit away. And 
I can't remember the circumstances. Does he? He somehow touches him. And it's weird. At the last he, minute. He at first he's like, all right, I'm kind of nervous about like it's a morbid curiosity that he has. Right. I think he gets a feeling about this guy. Gets and a he, he gets a feeling. He's like, I kind of want to see what's up, but at the same time, I don't. It's that. Yeah. Do I do I talk to the lady on the other side of the phone? Do I mm-hmm. blow up their spot? But he almost accidentally he gets like pushed into Stilson and he shakes mm-hmm. his hand, and bad feelings happen. We don't get a clear. It just it's there's not a clear image. I feel like it's just a lot of bad vibes. Um, but I, and I think Johnny says he just he can smell death or something. Right. He knows it's not good. Yeah. If this guy continues on this upward path, it's not going to be good for anyone. And Stilson is a very aware as well of like he he's getting a weird vibe from Johnny. I think he's seeing his future as well at that point. He knows right. that this guy is seeing him, mm-hmm. and he does not like that. So his security guards freak out. Do they punch him? I think so. I think Johnny passes out, and I think it's like, and also they may have hit you on the way down, or they may have like you know. Giving you some love taps while you're on the They ground. made a note of him anyway. And they were like, yep. this guy is no good. We don't want him at any more rallies. I He's was on their list. I was getting um, taxi driver vibes from this. I've never seen that. Never seen taxi driver. Somehow. So uh, De Niro gets like obsessed with a political figure in that. Hmm. Um, although he is like full crazy, but at the same time, when we're seeing, we're with Johnny this whole time, but even when he is like keeping these journals and stuff, it does feel a little gross. Or it, it feels, you just associate it with all the fucking psychos that try to kill presidents and stuff. And What's that one? Oh my God, I just saw it recently. Oh, John Malkovich, isn't it? Oh, In the Line of Fire. Yes. That movie fucking rules. It's Yo, so good. That movie is so good. You forget it. And how amazing it is that back then, I mean, it's not amazing. I'm just saying. In the movie, when he has the, the disguise and he somehow gets into this party, you're like, how did he do that? Malkovich is so good in that movie. Yes. And it's kind of a, like it's kind of a forgotten movie at now at this so point. So good. I when I remember I watched um I, like my favorite villain thing of all time is Heath Ledger as the Joker. I'm so fucking typical. I'm a typical white person. But I, I remember I watched uh, In the Line of Fire after that, and Malkovich was having the same effect on me. Like yeah. he was just weirdly compelling. You, you you don't sympathize with him, but you're just like he just transfixes you with seeing how he does it. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. With like his manufactured gun that he, it's like made out of plastic or something, right? That he has. To, oh, it's so good. It's insane. Watch In the Line of Fire, everybody. It's a great movie I that not a lot of people movie. talk about. Clint Eastwood. I, um, and I just, I think that's also part of it. I, I The whole movie. It's amazing. Clint Eastwood looked old in that and that was like 25 years ago. I was or maybe, he maybe looks more. the same age. I know now I saw a recent <laughs> picture. He definitely looks like older. Clint but, fucking Eastwood. <laughs> He is like raring to go in that movie. Yeah. Oh God, so good. All right, we're gonna so, we're gonna so, cover so, in the line of fire. Next. So we have in the line of fire vibes, basically. And what do we got next? So we. I'm trying to think. I, I John made this amazing detailed thing in notes. 
It's so thorough. I've lost. There might my be. There's too timeline. I think there's probably too much. But I guess. Um, let's uh, ca- the Kathy's Burn Down restaurant. Why can't I say words? <laughs> uh, so graduation. Basically, Johnny predicts the end. Well, Johnny is still working for Chuck and Roger. He's helped Chuck immensely, so much so that Chuck is graduating high school. Yes, and. As a rite of passage, I guess they're having every year the school has this big party at this nice restaurant. Is it on the edge of town? I don't know. But, of course, uh, I guess they were – were they at the graduation or something? They they had like a mini party at Roger's house. And uh, Like they were pre-gaming for Kathy's. That's what I was curious. And then uh, basically Johnny somehow gets the feeling again. I don't know who he touches – he gets a feeling that something bad is going to happen at this restaurant. Please don't go to this restaurant, he's telling everyone. Also, hundreds of pages before. This might have happened while Johnny was in a coma. It's like It seems like a very isolated incident where uh, a salesman, a, a guy that sells um, lightning rods, goes to Kathy's. And he tries to sell the owner some rods. Right. And the, and the guy, owner says no. Yes. But that was like... That's another instance of King. Like he just set, he's setting something up, and you don't know what it's for until you yeah. Get it. That, that's like the long. That's the this is the longest one to pay off. I feel like. But. Yeah. So so much so that I forgot. Yeah, I mean, it's but a, they do mention it again. It's like three pages or whatever. The guy says he has lightning rods though, and he doesn't. And he doesn't. Because yeah. basically, you know, Johnny tells people his fear about this party. Everyone thinks he's freaking crazy. Mm-hmm. And he's pleading with Chuck and Roger, like, Chuck, please don't go to this thing. You know? Chuck's pretty convinced right away. He's like, yeah, all right. I, I don't, don't need to go to that. Yeah, I don't have to go. His girlfriend on the fence. She's really upset. All the parents are like, you're a jerk. How dare you ruin their fun? But, you know, Johnny was trying to figure out what to do because he has this information and he – if you had this information, you would not want people to die because you're not acting. But also, people might think you're crazy. Yes. So what's the lesser of two evils? So Roger says, you know, we can have a party here if it makes you feel better. Like, I don't believe in the stuff that you're saying. Cause Listen, Johnny, children, you can all get drunk here. And, yeah, uh, I, I know, right? <laughs> well, John, I, I guess drinking was legal uh, when you're 18 in this in May, May. What a time. Yeah, shit. But um, Johnny explained to them what he saw, and he's trying to make it not sound crazy. You know, Chuck is, or not Chuck, Roger's like, you know, whatever. I don't believe any of this, but because you're having this strong feeling, I'll have the party here. We'll go to that restaurant. We'll explain to the, the owner. Which this. I'm kind, I'm kind <laughs> of on, if I'm Chuck, or I'm sorry, if I'm Roger, I'm kind of on his side. Like, I like I wouldn't believe. No. Although I will say, I will say this. I haven't been in this position, but if I was like about to get on a flight and someone freaked out, I think that would. Oh, I think dude. that I think that would have an effect on me. I've seen um, Final Destination. Yeah. times. you're not. Listen, all you need to do, I, you have a bad feeling. I'm not going. I'm yeah. not going to say I necessarily believe it, but you gave it bad juju. I'm not getting on that flight. I am not going to that restaurant that might burn down over a terrible party. Yeah. You know it's not going to be a good party Ka- Kathy's anyway. is probably like a real shithole too. I imagine it's like, well, maybe it's not a shithole, but maybe, I don't imagine it's like a super nice place. I mean, it's probably just like Jocelyn's used to be. Yeah. If you're local to media. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like a... Dude, I bet it is like Jocelyn's. Yeah. That's how yeah. I picture it. It's like there's they do a crappy food buffet and there's yeah. outdoor area for drinking... 
you know, all 20, the coo- all the cougars can try to you know sleep with a fucking twenty something yeah uh, kids yeah, <laughs> but yes that that's what I picture. But of course the barn is like I'm. A, I am not closing down this place cause on a hunch that yeah. you're having. You're crazy. I already paid the waitresses. I paid for the food. All it's the kids are going to be here to get thing. fucked up. I can't say no to that. So. Yeah, I already have all this stuff in the works. So hit, no. the, hit the bricks, losers. It doesn't and say hit the bricks. They, so Johnny's thinking I did the best I could. He goes back to Roger's house, and they start to have their party, but they're listening to the radio and the news and praying to God that this thunderstorm Mm. doesn't happen because this vision is real and they get pretty far along and then they get, I think they start to hear thunder. It's it's definitely towards the like end of the night and it's that, you know, the special bulletin hits on the radio. It's near like closing time almost. Yeah. And, uh, also something else that kind of stuck out at me. I don't know if I, maybe it was during Johnny's initial freak out, but he's like, there's going to be a lot of dead, um, Burning body, smelly pork. I, that, that's like a, a little detail that like, it's like one of those things that hits you. You're like, oh, Freaky. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm not going to eat bacon anymore. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so the unfortunate thing is a bunch, you know, some kids die. Positive thing is they did end up saving some people. Like some people did go to the house to hang yes, out. Yes, so. thank God. And they, that also sets off, this whole thing sets off another kind of whirlwind it's another like it, it's, the next few parts are take place. Poor Johnny. Johnny kind of goes into hiding after this because Johnny goes into hiding. Yeah, I mean, he, of course, he feels bad that anybody died. They're all thinking he's crazy because he predicted this. Did he set the fire? What happened? This next section kind of reminds me of Carrie, where uh, there it, we get a lot of info through letters. Yes, um, and Carrie was like a report from a government from the government and testimonials. This is like, we get two letters from, uh, Roger. Hey, take the money. You were right. Um, the, donate the money for all I care, but I paid off all your medical bills. So that's resolved. And, um, then he, he writes this very sprawling letter. Then t- more time passes. And then, Roger sends another. He's like, take the goddamn money. You know what else we forgot <laughs> to mention, I think? What's that? And I don't remember where this fits in, the Sarah visit. Oh, fuck. You're totally right. We So there was a period yeah. of time before Chuck Roger thing. This might have even been before the Castle Rock Strangler. There was a period anyway. He was living with his dad. He was living with his hospital. dad, yeah. And they had their... They their, had relations. They had their tryst. Yes, because Sarah was like, I have this unfinished business. <laughs> but she, I feel like after that, they were both able to put it, well, she was able to go on live her life. She, he felt bad because he was like, this is the life I could have had with this child. Like, we could have had the, our own It's job. almost worse that it happened. Yeah. Because now he knows, like, ah, fuck. this. He feels more upset about yeah. the fact that he list, he missed out. He missed five years of his life. Mm-hmm. His future is going off in a car with the little child that he's fallen in love with. It's so also brief. It's also brief that he's like, ah, I try to go on dates and stuff, and it's just not working. It's just like, not working. Yeah, out. just not working. So out. I, I forgot to. I, I don't even know. So no, no, my I that totally was the thing, and and basically Sarah's still Sarah's still a character, but not anything too major. <sighs> She's kind of and, and you know King, he, King isn't the best writer of women all the time, although you know. I think Carrie is a pretty fleshed out character, but it's if they're not the main character, I feel like sometimes the women get short shrift or whatever. 
Right. I, you know, it is Johnny's story, right? But I don't know. I guess he. We she get, just symbolizes like what could have been, yeah. I guess, and 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 it's sad for him because what part of life? It's like he's watching his what could have been drive away, and that was it. And I think after that, he's thinking, "What's my purpose?" Sarah and her husband might have been at their uh, Johnny's dad's wedding too. Yeah, I think you're right. Which is like, you're right. which is kind of weird. It's a little weird, right? It's pretty weird. It's a little weird. If I was a husband, I'd be like, oh, that's I'm kinda, not doing this. Yeah, this sucks. Uh, <laughs> what a poor husband. Yeah, kind of like he didn't. Although he's he's a politician, so he probably so sucks maybe still. he's crooked. Yeah, anyway. so he's, so he's evil. No, I'm just kidding. Not all politicians he's are could evil. Could be a little crooked. Just 95 percent of them. Uh, no, good call. I totally forgot about that. I don't even know what made me think of that. No, no, no. That was that was no. It's important though. Um. So, okay. So now Johnny fixates on. This is where we're getting the Stilson thing. He in the line of fire stuff. Yeah, yeah. He, he all of a sudden is like, he doesn't have much purpose other than he's thinking, he the thing about his mom is ringing in his head. Use your thing for a purpose, but also he doesn't really know what he's floating around, and he starts focusing on Stilson, and he knows, whenever he gets a glimpse of Stilson or anything, he's thinking this guy is no good. The Kathy's thing really did bring it home for him too. He's like. And I think it's a microcosm of what, or a small sample size of what could be. On a bigger scale. Yes. He so thinks, what does he think is going to happen if Stilson continues on this path? If uh, if I want to be comic book geeky guy, yes. bring it back to Spider-Man, with great power, there's uh, there also has to be great responsibility. So Is that he, from Spider-Man? It's from Spider-Man, I thought yeah. it was from like Ninja Turtles. <laughs> okay, good. But it, it's that thing of, okay, I don't want this power, I have it, and now responsibilities thrust upon me to use right. it correctly if uh you know if you know there's going to be a fire you have it's your duty to tell people if you know that there's going to be a possible world war three or nuclear conflicts what are you willing to risk yes and he doesn't have any much to live for and he's very aware too in his writings he's like i feel like oswald right now like i'm i'm just like every one of these fucking assholes but i know in my heart, this is what's going to happen. This and guy's going to cause a lot of death. The other thing is, on top of all this, is that his health is not doing well. Yes. It's, it's kind of falling apart, right? It is. Uh, and I've, I forgot how it was uh, when I on my on the reread. I forgot that Johnny thought he had time. In his initial writings, he's like, all right, well, still, some, he's going to be president, but it's going to take him like 14 years minimum because he has to build up his party. Um, he probably won't be president until 92 or whatever, or not, I don't know the exact year. Right. But and then suddenly out of nowhere in his writings, he's like, I ran out of time. I have to do this now. And we don't know the reason why he ran out of time yet. Right. But we find out that it's health related. Or health conditions. I guess something that I forgot to mention, the name of the book, The Dead Zone. Oh, yes. He, he, he says he, that he says that every now and then is he gets bits of info. Um, but then he's like, ah, I can't see it though. It's in the dead zone. It's like the dead part of his brain. Um, in the movie, it's explained that he can't, okay, I might be getting the definitions mixed up. It, it might be like part of the visions obscured and from what he can see, like you'll see parts of the future, but a corner of it's like fucked up or whatever. Right. He doesn't get the whole picture. Right. So. Good point. We should bring up the. I forgot about. <laughs> he says that a few times. He's like, 
I, I think he brought that up with Weezyak's mother, for instance. Couldn't he's like, remember her address or could yeah, it's like address. he's like, oh, the the exact address is in the dead zone, but I know she's in California. Right. Um, Which is pretty crazy on its own, but yeah. Um, so, but we good point. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think we're kind of accelerating, but we are the 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 last fifty. I, I read the last hundred pages in one sitting, and it does like. Because you're on the edge of your seat. Yeah. You're thinking, what is going to happen here? Yeah. Because he is on a mission. He has a timeline now. His, t- his clock is ticking. He gets a little fanatical, and you feel like that stress that he feels. It makes you uncomfortable, too, I feel like. Because we like Johnny Smith, but we're seeing these things that other people in history did. Like, these, like, you know, every time someone tries to fucking kill a president, they're like, they think they're doing it for the greater good or like, whatever. Like, are they mentally ill or? Yeah. Or they're like, you know, I was, I don't know if anyone ever said, but they, they think that they were like sent, they're on a divine mission to do right. this thing. Right. Um, and Johnny has that too, but it's legit. But how can you and, explain that then? And he knows he has to do something wrong to. And he's like, he doesn't like the idea. He's yeah. like, I, murder is like the last resort. But he doesn't know what else to do to get rid of this guy. He's too powerful already. Uh, Stilson had people that were investigating him murdered with like. A car bomb and some other other misdeeds. But um hire some bikers, man, and uh they'll fuck up your <laughs> your your the people trying to dig up dirt Basically, on you. Basically this guy is protected. This guy yeah, I will say they are making this sunny guy like the the biggest I don't know, the most capable murderer of people of all time. I don't, I don't know. know if I believe it, but yeah. I mean it's a book. It's yeah, it's a, a book. But still. But they're making him like he's just like a master murderer. I'm like, I don't know. He rode a he rode a motorcycle. Does that qualify him to? Yeah. Do you? But, are you like? What maybe are they he has the con- people that protect the president. Maybe he has connections or something with some non-savory people. Non-savory is that a real thing? I don't know. But uh, <laughs> so it's Stilson is famous for having these um, Q and A things, or you know, he's doing his rally thing. He's trying to build his base. I think it's in New Hampshire, and Johnny goes to visit and it's really funny to every person that Johnny talks to is like Stilson rules. He's like the best guy ever. He has some drinks at a bar. He goes everywhere and is like that person to everyone where he, my God, was I watching? I just started watching Peaky, not Peaky Blinders, sorry, Boardwalk Empire. And it's like that guy. Uh, my God, the main guy. What's his name? Is it Nucky? Yeah, Nucky. He's like Nucky talking to the women. Where he's like, oh, like I don't believe in alcohol. Like, follow me. He knows how to talk to the his audiences. So he's, yeah, this guy yeah. is the same way. Greg Stilson is going around. He knows what to do in each community mm-hmm. to build up support. You gotta appreciate that. To to his credit, people are like, he does get shit done. Crime goes down. You know, probably because he's employing he's bikers going, and shit. Yeah, to he's going about shit. it in weird ways. But. Yeah, but he's affect he's. He is affecting change and stuff, and he will go. He seems to be good at his job. They're seeing all the good things that he's doing, but they don't know how he's getting there. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess. So is this when Johnny goes to John, Johnny hatches a plan? We're not privy to this plan really until the last minute. Yeah, it is, and I love King is really good at this. So we we get different perspectives different characters perspectives of Johnny as he's going throughout his day. And everyone's like, this guy looks like shit. He's about to die. Like 
some uh, some kid sees him and she's like, "Mommy, that man is dying." And <laughs> and the mom's just like, "Shut up! It's not our business if he's dying or or whatever." And a cab driver sees like, "Oh, looks like a wind would blow you over, boy." But also. Because we know this, don't you have a little bit more respect for Johnny that he cares? He's yes. on his way out and he still cares to, I mean, it's, he's killing, he's, he has a plan to kill someone, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like, he doesn't have to do that and, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel get, like a crazy person even though I'm saying this, but. He's, he's, he, uh, he finds the spot that uh, Stilson's going to be speaking at and he hangs out in the loft or whatever. I guess real quickly. It's it's cutting back between the action and letters uh, to his dad, or a letter to his dad, I should say. Because he mails a bunch of yes letters, three letters. Yeah, to I think Weeziak and Roger and his dad and Sarah. Right, or um, four letters. We we get the bulk of the info in the letter to his dad. He's like, so unfortunately, you are going to be left with a lot more bullshit because uh, I'm going to try to kill Stilson. But please know that uh, if I don't, it's going to be a lot worse for everybody. And we find out that through more letters, Johnny has a tumor in his uh, brain where the dead zone is. And he has, you know, it could be a month, it could be six weeks, but he's going to die. They could operate on it, but I think think Johnny's under the assumption if they operate, he's going to die. Right. And tumors are also known... To cause people to act, yeah. Out oh, of good, yeah. Good point. I so, didn't think about that. I mean, even if he didn't have these powers, I don't know. So it makes you question that at least. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Is this because the tumors? I never thought. I never thought about that. But that's they yeah. always say that the tumors mm-hmm. make you do odd things. This person's acting out of char- character, and we found out that they had this giant tumor growing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, it's something I thought about, but the loft. Him waiting in the loft. He sneaks in this place where uh, Stilson is going to speak. He sneaks in super early, and then it's it's like you're there with him, waiting in the loft, trying to be quiet. He has his gun with him. He sees, is it a cleaning person? Or a cleaning person singing like a weird, <laughs> it's like a, it's a, a bit of comedy from King's Not the Best with Comedy. I think this is a little funny, though. It's like the, He's singing some like gross song, and it's, it just offsets this like very serious, like, <laughs> This is your situation. And then uh, the biker shows up. Doesn't do a good job of doing a security sweep, I guess. At some but. point, they almost go upstairs, and it's like my heart was beating. <laughs> I thought that they went through this. Cause to get upstairs, you have to go through this weird maze. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like the guy went, the security guard went all the way up there and just went, just gave they, up or something. They, gave, they went all the way up there, and they didn't do a proper search. Yeah. Um, What's the point? Yeah, so so he was gonna get crap later for but not that was, doing a good job. Yeah. Uh, so and you know time time goes by, people start you know going in, and it's that last few moments. Johnny knows that his time is is coming up. Uh, our boy Stilson shows up, and it's very quick. Once Stilson shows up, then it ha- it pretty much happens. Johnny lock lock and lo- locks and loads locks, <laughs> yeah. locks and loads. He has a rifle. He, it, I really related to this. I think he says his knees popped or something as he stood up. I'm like, oh boy, yeah. And I think that kind of know what it reminded me of. You know, because I just saw this movie. You know, in Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> when <laughs> Harry, wait, is it Harry? Wait, no, I'm thinking of Home Alone. What the hell am I saying? Wait, what are their names? 
Is it Home Alone? No. Or ha- Harry and Lloyd? Yeah, Harry and Lloyd. You know, and uh, he's a terrible shot. <laughs> it reminds because I'm like, did he? What? what? They shot you in the face. <laughs> that was a risk we were willing to that take. Was a risk. We were willing to take. Anyway, I just he shoots all around. Yeah, no, he 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 shoots all around him, right? Like he doesn't get him right away, and then obviously, Stilson's people are in this kind of mode. Get me out of here! But you know, Stilson is a little coward. Stilson hides behind a kid. Yes, and that's a telltale thing. I love this part. Johnny doesn't have to become a murderer. He he, because he fucking assassinates his political career basically by. Showing that Stilson would hide behind a child to save his own life. And they all saw it. I think someone took a picture of it. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. So Johnny cased the place the, the day before. Some guy was, some kid was failing his driver's test, and, but he was very into cameras. And that's another good little tension scene because the kid goes up to Johnny. He's like, oh, what kind of camera is that? Oh, who do you work for? And Johnny's like, Go away, I'm kid. freelance. Yeah, I'm Leave freelance. Go. I don't know what any, any of these things are. And the kid is the one that takes the picture of uh, Stilson holding the kid up. Isn't that wonderful? He runs away, and it's like ah, it's another little thing that ties tied, you know, tied back, tied up nicely. And um, don't his guys tackle Johnny? He and, gets he gets shot a few times too. Yeah, he gets some. Did he get his arm broken? I don't know. He went through a lot. Goes through a lot. Yeah, his. Hurt. Oh, by the way, his like eye is all fucked. By the way, too, right? It's, he gets I, shot in the yeah, it? and he just Johnny clutches uh, Stilson's ankle at one point, and he doesn't. We don't see like a happy world, but he's just like I see nothing. I see like a dead tree or something. So he doesn't ascend. Yes. So he did his job. Yes, and without can, actually having to kill him, he kind of goes off into the that into death like peacefully after yeah. that he's like i kind of i got the job done not the way that i thought i would but got it done and then it kind of it, years pass and sarah shows up at his grave he loves a good king loves a good grave scene yeah <laughs> um and it's 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 a bitter very bittersweet moment of she's like i it's put this off for a long time and she still has those lingering. I think she's happy in her life, but I think part of her wishes that all the shit didn't happen. Honestly, it's just sad. It's very sad. She has a psychic vision of Johnny, like hanging out. I think he like hugs her or something. He would make some jokes. I can't remember what they are. They were not great he, jokes. Are you still yeah. sniffing that cocaine? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. He used to say that a lot. He's easy get going. Dude before but she she's weirdly at peace after having this one last mini visit with him right um and she leaves and she drives away and how do we feel that's the book nice uh sweet ending i like that he did his job he did his job but i felt bad for him because i'm like what kind of life got got totally screwed out of uh yeah that was a bummer. Very cursed, a very cursed guy. Um, but he did do something good. And but. I don't know. I, King kind of gets ripped for his ending sometimes. I think this one is kind of perfect. I don't know. Yeah, it's I like a, this ending. T- tied up nicely. Um, it's sad, but you get, it's sad, but you get closure at the same time. Yeah, which I is felt good. like it was wrapped up. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Johnny didn't. 
it's not like he had this huge family and I don't know. I he had Yeah, he didn't have kids. Uh he he only has dad, his mom died, so you know. He knew that his dad was happy, so he felt he knew that Sarah was happy. He felt good about those two things. He saved the world from this terrible I mean, how many person. countless how many lives did he save? A lot. Yeah. From this almost bombing. Or I said bombing. I'm thinking of Oppenheimer. Well. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I'm, talk sh- about Oppenheimer. I'm sure bombs would have been involved. Dude, I literally was in my head. I was mentally comparing it to Oppenheimer because, you know, they said he killed X amount of people with his uh, work. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just made me think of how one person can cause so much destruction and how if that person is stopped, then you save all these lives. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah, it is. It is. It's like Hitler. It's like yeah. if he, someone would have stopped baby Hitler, like you he said. Can go back in time. It is All right. insane. All right. So I mini bullshit section I have here, and it's not titled very, not very inspiring. King Connections. Uh, the first thing I already co- I, we kind of already covered is this is the first Castle Rock story. So Castle Rock's going to show back up in Cujo, The Body, Needful Things among a bunch of other stories. Ooh, John, I like this one. George Bannerman will return as a sheriff of Castle Rock in future stories. I always like stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, before the MCU, for these connective movies, King was doing that shit, too. So he started it. He was the He's OG. the original. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah. <laughs> I think I think he'll be the uh, sheriff in Cujo. I'm pretty sure. I, can't, I did read Cujo, but I cannot remember. It was only last summer that well, I maybe, read it. Maybe the dark half, one of those books. But, You're probably right, though. But. So uh, this one could be bullshit. I don't know. I, I think Johnny's powers might be similar to Danny Shining. Probably not quite the same. Danny might be more powerful than him because Johnny usually has to kind of touch the object. Um, and he doesn't have, I guess, Johnny's weakness thing, too, is the actual dead zone where he's not getting full pictures. Danny kind of gets, like, full True. It's a good point. I didn't think of this. Uh, oh, I like this one. All right, the headstones. So one of the headstones was uh, Marston. Oh, like the Marston house. Yes. Yes, Ooh, yes, yes. Salem's Lot. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have it here. And uh, another one, Pillsbury. Uh, King's mother's maiden name was Pillsbury. Oh. So that's a kind of a sad one, but... Um, you just wanted to put that in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the last little one I have. Uh, so after Johnny predicted the Kathy's burning down uh, situation, I th- it might have been the girlfriend of Chuck who said it's kind of like Carrie. Um, that that actually, when we were talking about it, it did remind me of Carrie. Mm-hmm. You might have actually mentioned Carrie. I, might, I, th- I think so I said important. this reminds me when they do the letters. I, I think I was like, oh, the, yeah, because but, but the he, burning part a character literally says this is like carrie the, yeah I, I don't know if the book or the movie but i think this is the first time we've seen king directly reference himself which could seem maybe egotistical yeah. i kind of like it because i like little i love that outs. kind of stuff but yeah. also like the whole idea of being trapped in a place when it's burning that is horrific yes yes so that yes, is yes. totally reminiscent of carrie good point yeah that was smart of you. So a little, little mini section. Uh, this, I, I assume this will grow bigger as time goes on, as more there will be more Easter eggs and all that good shit. I love but, the connections. But I love that. Great work, John. All right, gee, this is your first time reading it. Where does 
Where does this rank among the King stuff that you've read so far? In the middle? I think it's the in the middle. Because there's one that I like that we didn't read yet. I mean, I also just love... See, I lo- You're a vampire gal. I'm a vamp... I don't, I don't want to be like a cliche. But I do like... <laughs> I do like Vampire. And I really, obviously, I love The Shining. The Shining would be number one. Okay, Shining's number one. The OG. And, uh, you know, Doctor Sleep. I just, so perfect. And the movie, ugh, so, both versions. Yeah, we did We did the movie a while ago. We did, and I just enjoy it so much. And people don't know about it, I feel like, so. Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of people do, but. The core, like, you know, the, the people that are into the shining kind of know about it but that's a th- that's a w- like the shining kind of bombed i feel like when that came out as a movie i so. didn't even know i i feel like the way that um some of these movies brought the things to life really and the way that dr sleep just took i don't know it solved so many problems i guess on how things ended before with the first film the, and stephen king didn't like and yeah. it melded them together in a way that how could you I don't know. Did you like the book better or the movie of Doctor Sleep? Oh, the movie, I think. I think the movie's better too. Yeah, I like the movie. I know I'm shocked I'm saying that, but it's the thing like it fucking it's it's the uh hotel thing. Like yeah. in the book, it's like the climax takes place in the area that the hotel was. Yeah. In the in the movie, it's the actual hotel because it didn't and burn down. I feel like there was a whole section on Momo in the book, the grandmother and the Oh yeah, there, I just something that could have been cut. Yeah, I right, feel yeah. I feel like uh, the director cut some things out that were good to cut out. It just got to got in the weeds a little bit there. I wonder if you'd like the Dead Zone movie more than the book because similar they cut stuff and some things just make more sense. Wait, who's Johnny? Uh, Christopher Walken. That to me is weird. It is all weird. It is all weird. You say that, and I pictured Christopher Walken in like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, you know how he's so evil in Batman. It does kind of work though because people are afraid of Johnny, and, and I'm afraid of. Christopher yeah, you Walken. can be afraid of Christopher Walken. They, so I think in the movie they do a good job of making him look more approachable before the accident than after the accident. He's kind of like this. I don't want to say ghoulish guy, but like this, like I don't know, something otherworldly about him. Like, doesn't Christopher now? Walken, he, now he's like a fucking jokester. Now he's in like comedy movies all the time. I just but. picture him in like Sleepy Hollow and like <laughs> I don't even know what number Batman that was. That is that was that the one with the Penguin, Dan DeVito. Yes, uh, Batman Returns. I love that great movie. movie. That movie's so great. One of the best <laughs> best moments of all time is when uh, DeVito bites that dude's nose off. It's, Amazing. I don't know, and it's like it's like black. Blood. I remember seeing that as a child and being terrified, and also like, "Yo, let me rewind that." What's that his was cool. Name? Copper pot, copper. Yes, copper. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. My, oh, what a classic piece of cinema. But yes, I, I'm gonna have to watch that, and I just can't picture. It's because I can't picture Christopher walking in that Johnny role, but that's good to know. I think it might be on Max. I feel like I've seen it on there before. Yeah, I I do think. It would be interesting to see this on film, but I I enjoyed it and I thought it was. Uh, I mean, some of the, some of his books just don't have like a happy happy ending, and you just have to go with it, I guess. What did you like better, this or the stand? Oh, 
they're so different. Is it uh Well, there because there are parts of the stand that don't need to be in there. Yeah. I feel like when they're doing their so, political meetings. Yeah. So I like. I think this might be my favorite out of the '70s stuff. I do like because I like how it's compared to the stand. It's less than half the and length isn't always a bad thing. But I think this story is more condensed. Condensed. It's a tighter story. Um, I like length sometimes, but in the stand, you're right. Like you know, the political. I just love the characters though in the they, stand. I guess. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the positive side like, of. Having such a long book, you can do do all these like deep dives into all these ancillary characters. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I know some go all overboard, and also that one character. God, I forget his name, but the the creepy one. Yeah. The, uh, um, the kid. Um, the one. Or that, trash can man. Not the trash can man, but the one Harold. Oh yeah. I, I yeah. guess I just I like when characters are presenting one way and they have this ulterior motive and. That's a great part of that book. I yeah. don't know. It's sort of like. Great king villainy. I just love that stuff. When yeah. he has this, he's acting one way, and you know that something else is brewing, and we get hints. Little Machiavellian. Yeah, just I don't know. That was that was well done. So, yeah, I I thought it I thought it was definitely enjoyable. It ranks pretty high for me. I guess so. part of the problem is his first several books are really good. Besides, besides he was the on a freaking roll. yeah, besides the long walk, and that wasn't bad. We that's were not. Being, we're we, we're, that we're hard on that because. The other books are way better, um, right? I think. And I just always want, you know, I want a lot of background. So I want to, we were kind of thrown into the long walk. It's a vague kind of story. Yeah. And I just want, I want to know more. Yeah. I mean, not that I know everything with Johnny either, but in this book, in this story, this book, what am I saying? This is more of a palpable world because it's more realistic. Like it takes place, you know, they're referencing like, you know, politicians that we've heard of. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I agree. All right, so I guess I guess I uh, summarize for myself real quick. I think yeah, like I said, I think it's my favorite of the seventy stuff. That's a surprise, I like that. Maybe I'm undervaluing the stand a little bit, and I you know I do love The Shining, but I don't know. I, I maybe uh, uh, maybe I like Johnny Smith so much because I share a name with him, that's first true. name anyway. That's that's how I base everything. Johnny Appleseed. Johnny Appleseed, but. Uh, Way down the line, I, we're going to be doing a book that is, I think, like a spiritual, spiritual successor to this, 112263. You ever read that? John, I'm looking at it on your shelf, yes. and I was thinking about it because I have read a summary of the book, but I have not read it. I think that's like, it's it, it's not a sequel, but it's like similar. Going back in time it's situation. Like a, yes, and it's like a reverse of like, a reverse of the killing Hitler thing, saving Trying JFK? To, trying to save JFK. Okay, because I, I had read it the summary a while ago. It's preventing an assassination. Okay. So it's like the inverse, but it's, yeah. I, well, I, I look forward to reading that. I think you'll really like that one. Um, that would be a good one. Yeah. But that's that's way down the line. I was staring at it. John has a, <laughs> John has a giant shelf of all these books and, uh, you know, a I variety have to, of things. Edgar Allan Poe. King, some Colleen Hoover. In my many years of, like, in my several moves, I've lost some King books, so I've had to kind of rebuy them and stuff. So I, that, that was uh, eleven twenty-two. That's when I had to rebuy. It's a hard. It's a hard cover. Got to get. I think I got that at the media book sale. So I, I think job, it was. Media. I think it was only like three dollars, and it's a hardback, Ooh, John. So it's a thick one too. Yeah. So shout out media. Yay. So next. Yeah. What's next again? Next Firestarter. We will be doing Firestarter. I've never read and I've never seen the movie version. 
I read it not that long ago. I really like the first 100 pages and the last 100 pages. It's, so there's a lot in there that is... It's 400 pages. Oh. <laughs> so, I, But maybe I'm being too harsh. But I, th- I think that's one that could have been better as a novella or a short novel. And it's just a longer... Is it a lot of filler? There's For me, there's a lot of filler. But um, I don't know. Maybe you'll think different. It starts out great. It starts out amazing. And then... I don't know. I, I'm kind of interested in rereading it, and maybe I'll find some stuff that I didn't see before. And it's half the inspiration for fucking Stranger Things at this point. Ooh. So, well, I have to. I'm looking forward to yeah. reading it. All right. Well, so if, if anyone's reading along, five okay. stars is the next one. Let's do it. All right, G. You got anything else? Any parting words? Words of wisdom? I don't have any wisdom. Neither do I. <laughs> I literally have no wisdom. But I want to say you should read the book. It was a good one. It's a recommend on your side? Yes, I would say. It was right. enjoyable, not too hard to follow. Out of the out of the 70s, King wrote some bangers. <laughs> uh, Long Walk, not one of them. But yeah, so I guess we'd recommend the whole 70s catalog, I guess, yes. at this point. He so, was in his prime. Yeah. All right, dear reader. I guess uh, we have nothing else. So how do I sign this off? I would say stay spooky. Stay spooky. Or uh, I could do the typical thing that people that do King podcasts and say, long days and pleasant nights. Yes. Bam.